Hello everyone, happy Thursday. Before I get into today's episode, I just wanted to introduce the sponsor of today's episode of Thick and Thin, which is honestly, I think, one of my most exciting sponsors yet because it has to do with books. And you guys know how much of a book nerd I am. I'm extremely well-read. I read a new book every three weeks, like clockwork. I'm obsessed. And so that is why this sponsor makes so much sense. Basically, it's called Book of the Month, and it's a curated book subscription service that offers five new and early release books to choose from each month. So you choose a book, they send it to you in this pretty little blue box. Each month it's only $14.99 and as many of you guys know, a nice hardcover book, which is what they send, usually costs more than $14.99, so it's a really great deal. Basically their editorial team chooses the books, they vet them from hundreds every single month. It's a really great way to branch into new genres or styles that you don't typically read books in and a lot of them are super diverse. They highlight new backgrounds, new narratives, just new things that you would not choose for yourself which I think is so great and it's commitment free. You can skip any month you want as many times as you want. So if you need some extra time to finish a book, you can completely do that. And their May selections, they put out this one book that I'm really excited to read, which is called The Boyfriend Project, which you guys might've heard of. I feel like it's going to be so good. And for your first month of book of the month, you can get it for $9.99 if you use my code, which is a steal guys, like 10 bucks for a book. That is not how it goes anymore. Books are so expensive. So definitely try it out. All you have to do to get the subscription for $9.99 for the first month is use my code thick and thin that's thick a n d thin and you can get your first month's book for $9.99 so definitely check it out I know you guys have more free time right now and so use it in the best way possible by reading thank you to book of the month for sponsoring this episode and let's get into it guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. When I'm recording this, it is Thursday, so happy Friday Eve to those of you who are listening to it on the day of release, although I'm not really sure what your listening habits are right now. I know some people are super podcast heavy right now, some people aren't. I know for me, I haven't been listening to as many podcasts as I used to just because I'm not really going anywhere, and I feel like podcasts were a big commuting or just like in transit habit for me so like whenever I was taking the subway somewhere like when I was going to work or just like to any given place I was going I would listen to a podcast and it would like get me there faster almost but now I'm not doing that so I need to find time to pour into podcasts I just have so many like in my feed that I need to get through and I just have not so uh yeah I'm not sure what you guys are feeling about the whole thing and if you guys are listening to podcasts but hopefully you are and hopefully I mean of course if you're listening to this right now you are listening to podcasts I don't know what I'm talking about but yeah so happy Thursday happy Friday Eve we are almost into yet another quarantine weekend it's very interesting because here in Maryland we're slowly starting to ease up on our Um, I I wouldn't say social distancing really, but just our activities that we're allowed to do. One of them being going to the dentist is, you know, quite the activity, but now we're allowed to do it. Um, And as you might know, I went to the dentist yesterday to get a root canal, which was so much fun. (laughs) Um, And now I need to go get my crown put in, which is very fun. If you guys have ever gotten a root canal, you know it's like a multiple step process. So it's like I got the initial root canal yesterday and a temporary filling. Now I have to go in who knows when I'll get an appointment now that everyone's going to be so excited to go to the dentist um, to get a temporary crown while they mold my tooth, send it out somewhere, get a real crown made. It's like a huge process. It's also really expensive. 
even if you have insurance, it's just crazy. I'm like, great. So basically my tooth gave up on me and I'm going to have to put in so much work to make it normal again, whatever. There's literally always something like if it's not something physically wrong, it's like something emotionally wrong or like there's just always something you're dealing with. I've realized in my 24 years of life and my root canal was my problem of the week and I won't shut up about it. So I'm going to stop talking about it now. <laughs> I'm like really big baby when it comes to the dentist. I fear it like no other thing and so yeah anyway that's over (laughs) that's the drama for the week and now I'm on to podcasting which I have a very interesting topic to talk about today I actually was uh initially wanting to start this out a different way this whole chat but then I got this message that almost like blew me out of my seat I was just not expecting it sometimes you guys message me things and I'm like I did not, like, I don't know everything. I'm not claiming to know everything or even close to everything in the world that there is to know, but sometimes you guys tell me things and I'm like, what the heck? I did not see this coming or I did not know you guys felt this way about me, etc. And I think, you know, that we have to remind ourselves that the one thing that we can't do, we can do many things. We can do anything, some people would say, but the one thing that we will never be able to do is see ourselves the way that other people see us or we, we will never quite, like we can invest in a mirror, you know, or even film ourselves and watch ourselves or film, record our voices and hear it back. But you, we can never have the perspective that someone else has of being able to take in all that we are and form an opinion that has nothing to do with our own opinions of what we think other people should see us as, etc. And I find this so interesting just to bring up time and time again you know you you truly do not know how other people view you like there are some people online that I respect so much everything they put out is just it's so hard to explain this but it's just it's a sensorial experience for me I just get so inspired and I just I get kind of addicted to some people's content I don't know if you guys can relate to this but there's certain people that I just like check back I'm obsessed with like that's kind of how the internet has evolved it's like we become very fixed on certain people and I always have to remind myself that these people do not know oftentimes a lot of the time sometimes they do but most times they don't they don't know this that that they have this effect on people they don't know that what they're doing is so impactful sometimes. Like, of course, numbers do speak loud volumes, but I think you really have to remind these people that you love, that you watch, that you are obsessed with, you know, those sort of things. You have to tell them, okay? (laughs) Because sometimes they don't know because you can often undersell yourself. You can really think that despite all this stuff that you're doing, that no one cares. And that's a huge thing. I think if you see someone in your life that is even making something very cool, someone in your classes, like this is something that I wish I did back in high school and college. Honestly, college was probably a a bigger time where this would have made more sense. But especially in my design degree, there were some people that were just insanely talented and would put out work that I was just floored by. I was like, wow, I, you know, I put out a project that I was proud of and this person would just blow it out of the water. You can tell they put so much into it. And of course the teacher would give them good grades, but you, you need to be the person that pulls that person aside and says, this is incredible. You are incredible. Cause some people cannot see their own greatness. They can't, they can't see it. But by the same token, or I guess a similar token, some people can be completely out of touch with what they're doing. They can put something out and think or just, you know, have good intentions by it and completely be tone deaf or just inaccurate 
and people can get really offended. Like it really goes both ways. You can you can think you're doing a lot of good and that you're not trying to offend anyone and you can fully offend someone. Like it's just, it's so easy to do that. I guess just, you know, always know that you do have to make yourself clear sometimes because people can't read your mind. People can't assume they know exactly what you, what you mean with something you do. Sometimes, I mean, the biggest just dramas and arguments in history probably came from someone just assuming everyone knew what they meant and knew that they had good intentions with something. I mean, I've seen so much drama on social media even in the past month or so because of social distancing, influencers coming out with stuff, celebrities coming out with stuff, and the public just completely just not getting it slash, or not, that's not the right word, not accepting it. And that's a good thing. You know, there's some things that influencers slash celebrities have been putting out and the world reacts saying, that's just so not cool. That's not right. This is, there's something wrong with this. And the the person is forced to kind of backtrack and say, wow, you know what? I was very just out of touch or I was very wrong <laughs> with what I did. And I think that's healthy. I think that's human. I think it's going to happen a million times over to all of us, especially people with a public footprint or just are a public figure in this world. We especially need to be careful. And I don't think that we should be so careful with everything we post that we can't remotely step on anyone's toes because sometimes you're going to step on some toes and that means you are doing something right because you are challenging people to think differently. And for me, I think the rule of thumb is in my opinion, is just make sure that with what you're posting, with what you are putting out into the world, even if it's a written work or an artwork, I don't know, something, anything, make sure you are doing more good than harm. Make sure you are, you are, you know, fueling someone rather than taking someone down in the process. And I think it, it's all just kind of discretionary. It just depends on what you're doing and how you feel about it. You have this gut feeling, I think, and some influencers I know for a fact have a gut feeling that what they're posting is not going to go over well, is not going to resonate. And they do it anyway for monetary gain or just because they can. But honestly, speaking from the heart here, I also know that some people do not mean to offend others when they do. They just, they don't mean to and they don't know that this is going to be the way people react because we can only kind of anticipate or gauge people's interests so much because we are not other people. We are us, we are ourselves. And sometimes we get so wrapped up in our projects and our in our work that we we get very blinded by it and we don't think about it from other people's perspective and point of view. So it's so important for me as an influencer, as a creator, as a designer to always kind of check myself and ask other people for their opinions my assistant people I work with my parents even you know just to make sure that what I'm putting out there isn't some somehow insensitive and I just don't even know anyway I wanted to intro this whole topic of jealousy and envy which is the bulk of today's episode with a message I received that I was not anticipating because I genuinely didn't think that I was doing anything wrong on the internet. I thought, you know, I've been pretty safe with everything I've been posting. I've been pretty inspiring, I hope, and I didn't think I was hurting someone or contributing to something that was hurtful. So here's the message. Let me read it. You guys are, I had a like 10 minute build up here. So, okay, so I'm going to keep her message anonymous just for privacy sake. 
she responded to my story which I posted yesterday about the topic of jealousy and why I'm posting a podcast about it etc so she said this is super awkward but really relevant I've had to unfollow your account twice because I get so jealous and resentful that you get to do such fun work every day and it gets to be unhealthy for my mental state I felt it again once quarantine started and instead of unfollowing you for a third time I decided to take a step in the direction of my dreams and she said in quotations or in a what's it called parenthesis <laughs> that's what it's called I hope it's clear that it's not a personal thing with you and your content but more me getting over my own jealousy slash resentment and she asked to be kept anonymous so of course I will keep her anonymous I really admire her honesty here like I said I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own stuff that we don't think about how it could be impacting someone else or how someone else can be viewing what we do and while I know she doesn't mean for me to you know stop doing what I'm doing because of course it does help some people I think it is completely rational and okay for people to unfollow those who are causing them to hate themselves or be I mean jealousy can really propel you forward it can really hurt you but it can also really help you I'm going to talk about that today but I also just think it is valid that you should unfollow some people that make you feel some type of way but also just know that some of these people can ultimately inspire you okay and I want to talk at length about jealousy because I feel like some of us think that there's one way to interpret jealousy and envy in ourselves that it's an ugly emotion that it's something that could never ever be productive I want to challenge that today because I do think that being green with envy the green monster inside of us can be beneficial sometimes in our careers in our love lives things like that so anyway I'm going to talk about that today just wanted to preface with that message because I it just really like shook me I'm like oh my god I could be the problem sometimes like you know I don't think that that means I will ever stop what I'm doing but I will definitely when I'm creating the things I'm creating and putting putting things out there I'm going to kind of level with people and say hey like yeah of course I put out these pretty pictures and this stuff because it's what makes me happy but here is the other layer you guys don't see and I think we constantly need to be doing that as content creators kind of peel back the curtain and show people we're going to talk about jealousy and envy today and the reason why I wanted to talk about this today or just you know how it kind of arose in my mind was I just think during quarantine it's something we've been feeling a lot that green-eyed monster you know that my dad calls it a green-eyed monster um (laughs) it it lives in each of us I've been seeing a lot of jealousy people in my group chats talking about oh I wish I was quarantined with my boyfriend or if I had a boyfriend I was quarantined like that's so cool we don't see the other side of how they might be at each other's throats we just see what we don't have people are jealous of those who are killing it in the job world and they just got laid off and people are jealous of kids on YouTube and on TikTok making enough money to buy a house. There's just so much jealousy, especially because we have so much time in our hands to creep on people, okay? And like really go down a rabbit hole of creeping on someone and hating them because they have something that we don't have. And ultimately, I think jealousy and envy, the people that we are jealous of and envious of, really that's kind of the key to unlocking what is hurting inside of us that we sometimes can't identify what part of us we need to either work on or just work on understanding really is highlighted in those moments of quote ugly jealousy sometimes those ugly moments where we get kind of we're ashamed of ourselves when we're jealous when we're envious you know I I catch myself doing it and thinking, oh my god, why am I thinking like this? Why am I going down that ugly road of jealousy? 
So we're going to unpack that and why we feel this way psychologically, how we can use it to our advantage and maybe do it a little less, you know, things like that. So I first want to kind of unpack the phrase green with envy because I feel like we hear it often. We hear our parents saying it. It's it's an older phrase, but it's something that I was just so curious about, like why the color green? Why, you know, the green eyed monster? Why do we hear this? Where'd it come from? I have to know, of course, because I'm super, I just need to know. I'm one of those people. So I looked into it. Essentially, it's as old as the Greeks. The ancient Greeks thought that when you were ill, the body produced too much bile, which gave the skin a green tint. And some reports actually claim the the idiom green with envy came directly from William Shakespeare in Othello, one of his tragedies that was written in 1603. He wrote, quote, beware, my lord, of jealousy. It is the green eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. But also a Greek writer, Sappho, who was a woman, wrote about the concept of being green with envy more than 2,000 years before Shakespeare as well. So she wrote of a forlorn lover being green, quote, green, in one of her works that was put out in 7th century BCE. So it's a very old phrase. I think that's a big phrase I hear. I also hear the phrase of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, which is another thing I'm going to get into a little later. It's just this whole concept of resenting someone because they have something or they're doing something that you are not whether you are afraid to do so or whether you just you know don't have the means to do so things like that and in a psychological sense which I always love diving into psychology my psych professor from Elon would just not know that I was this interested because my grades did not reflect it but you know I always have to look into every angle jealousy is frequently considered a secondary emotion which is triggered in response to primary emotion. So jealousy would be a secondary emotion completely triggered by primary emotions like fear or anger, which makes a lot of sense. A lot of us are jealous of other people because we are too afraid to do what they're doing, because we are just overall enraged that they are doing this thing that is extremely cool or something that we couldn't, we didn't think of. You know, we were talking today, my friends and I, we try to group chat or uh, do the FaceTime group chat thing with little bubbles that like flies around. You guys know what I'm talking about, <laughs> like the FaceTime update. Um, and we were talking today about like, oh, you know, like I wish that, I don't even know how we got on this topic. My friend works at Snapchat, so that's probably why. We were talking about how we're so jealous of the creator of Snapchat, um, Spiegel, whatever his first name is. I forget his first name. And how he thought of this app like how do you just like we were like oh like i wish that like we had the capacity to think of things like this like a cool app and then we were talking about how during this time so many people are probably like at work creating very cool things and we're like why aren't we doing that you know it's like you you're jealous of people because whatever because they're doing something that you just either don't have the capacity or don't think you have the capacity or just aren't I don't know, you just can't do it or you won't do it because you're afraid or you don't want to take the risk, things like that. And so also, I mean, it comes along with it. Sometimes we consider other people's success, just success in any field, relationship-wise or just professionally, as a direct failure for us. Like we, we see other people's successes as somehow we're just so vain sometimes we think everything has to do with us. And we directly feel failure. We feel this sensation of failure when someone else succeeds that maybe is similar to us in terms of age. That's why a lot of us see these younger kids on YouTube, these like 13-year-olds running around like with their cameras 
making billions upon billions of dollars and we're like wow like that makes me feel very jealous because they are younger than me they should not be doing you know what I mean it's like all these feelings that just come tumbling out of us and maybe it's directly correlated to something that we have deep in us a primary emotion fear anger just overall just things like that that are just deep nestled deep inside of us and I think I'm gonna get into this but I think it's important to really look into these direct reasons why you're jealous of someone because that will ultimately tell you what's going on inside of you what's wrong or like maybe not wrong but what you need to work on so I even sometimes find myself resenting close friends of mine like people that are in my direct friend group that I would take a bullet for that I love and I feel jealous of them you know I feel jealous when some of my friends hang out without me like even if I was busy I'm like how dare you hang out without me like we I feel guilty for being jealous though. I'm like, wait, why am I being crazy? Like, can I relax? Like people feel this way if they're probably with their significant others as well. It's like sometimes my friends will be like, oh, my boyfriend had this really awesome meal without me and I'm jealous. I'm like mad at them for having this nice food without me. And I'm like, do you realize how crazy you sound right now? But it's true. It's like, it's something where you kind of feel like you're going to burst sometimes with just how jealous you are. And so I read some more psychological studies about jealousy, and there's this one that I read about jealousy and evolution, which was published by this thing called Frontiers in Psychology. You can Google it. I'm not sure the exact author, but it was like some professors, I believe. So I'm going to quote this. It says, jealousy is a motive of immense potency. Although you are often consciously aware of being jealous or envious of someone, sometimes the actual reasons for the envy are buried in your unconscious and disguised by rationalizations. And from that, I kind of gleaned that you justify a lot of your jealous thoughts by convincing yourself, oh, I'm not jealous. They're just they're wrong you know that person they're needy they're weird they're crazy like oh I've heard so and so like I've heard you know we kind of we try to rationalize it we try to kind of protect ourselves we kind of we try to justify why we're saying these things like you know oh I'm not jealous like take a shot every time you've heard one of your friends or someone or even yourself say that So continuing with what they wrote, they said, ironically, what you really value in life is more often revealed by asking yourself who you are jealous of rather than asking yourself directly, what do I value? The latter often taps into what society expects you to value. So basically when you're asking yourself, what do I value? The first things that come to mind are usually things that this society tells you is what you should value or what your friends say oh this is what I value so this is what you should value but when we directly look at the people that make us that get under our skin that make us insanely jealous and envious that is when our it's revealed what we're actually valuing in life because we're jealous of them and this can sometimes force us to think wait I value body image way more than I should or I value being skinny you know way more than I should this is not cute of me to be obsessing like this or we can think kind of similarly but differently I really value success in the job world or I really value money and it really again it just kind of jolts us back to reality thinking wait a second is this really what I value more than anything else So it really does kind of help us check ourselves, if that makes sense. So continuing with what they wrote, I'm kind of adding my own thoughts in here, but 
your super ego takes over and you are only aware of what you should want versus what you really want. Envy and jealousy, on the other hand, kick in as a gut reaction in your emotional evaluative system long before you can even become conscious of it. It's really hard to disguise those emotions. That's my own thought here. It's very hard to disguise those things. It's hard to mute it, turn it off. And so I think that it's kind of a blessing that humans are jealous because it really does help us pinpoint what is important to us, what we value, and whether or not it's a really healthy thing that we are valuing those things. And we can kind of reevaluate, <laughs> to so to speak, the things that we value and just kind of put them into perspective. And our truth is kind of revealed to us. Like I said earlier in the podcast, you don't always know what other people think of you. But I think when it, when, you know, jealousy rears its ugly head and you get to see firsthand these things that are very much a part of you that you didn't maybe know or you weren't in the position to reveal to yourself. Because sometimes we, I mean, of course, we always want ourselves to be this hero, this person that does no wrong, that really gets it right. But is that realistic? No. We all have that little ugly green-eyed monster in us. And it's okay that we do as long as we do something productive with it and maybe make that the guiding force of what we weed out of our lives, how we free ourselves, how we make our lives a little bit better by eliminating some things or kind of adjusting. I've said before that the same lesson will keep revisiting you or keep revisiting or reappearing rather in the world until you learn it, until you confront it, until you do something about it, it's going to keep coming back to haunt you. And so some things that I just, I always try to avoid, I try to just convince myself it's not there, it's not a problem. I, I need to confront those things, especially when it's, I'm becoming jealous of someone over and over again for the same reason. That's not a life. You can't just repeat the same day every single day the same exact way, resenting the same person over and over again and call that a life. That is not a life. That is just sad. So, but anyway, jealousy, yes, it can be a good thing. Professionally, I think you should really pay attention to the people that you hate, you know, in the job world. And going back to the thing I always go back to, my one experience in the corporate world at L'Oreal, I always talk about it because it's the only thing that I have to relate. And I feel like a lot of people are in this boat. So it's important. I was really jealous at L'Oreal towards the end. Um, I'd probably say six months in. I mean, I was very overcome with feelings of just needing to keep up and I was nervous that I wasn't keeping up with people and that was of course a really dominant emotion but I was also really jealous and I wasn't jealous of my coworkers at all really I wasn't jealous of the people I worked with at all really I was jealous of the people that I hired so in my position um, at L'Oreal I did a lot of shoots you guys probably saw on my social I did a lot of photo shoots for products that ultimately went in print or online and I was really the director of them a lot of times, me and my coworker, and I don't want to name these people, but, and my boss, we were the team, the dream team. I really loved my team and we made things happen. And it was very fun to be in the position of hiring people, you know, hiring models, hiring photographers, hiring graphic designers. Like I was in charge. My, my role was, I was a coordinator for much of my time at L'Oreal. And that meant that I was in charge of coordinating basically all the loose ends of the shoot or just the odds and ends things like who's going to edit these photos, who's going to 
just who's going to shoot this? Who's going to, you know, I, I kind of worked on that and it was very cool and very fun. And I loved it, but I found myself getting so jealous, very oddly jealous of the people I was hiring, the freelancers, because I was working with freelancers and I was bringing on freelancers to work with us for short periods of time. And I would look at their websites and see all the different things they were doing. So they were doing different projects. They were working for liquor brands and for just, I can't even think of things right now, like clothing and just like all these different industries. And they were continuously spicing it up as a team. And I was so jealous of them. And I think I took some things out on them. Like I was, I was angry. I let my anger kind of take over. And sometimes I would be overly critical of the work they gave so sometimes they would send in work that they worked on so like a video that they edited for us or based on things they shot with us I didn't shoot a lot of things myself because I that wasn't my job at L'Oreal it was mainly my job to hire the people to do it so like I didn't really do a lot of the design and stuff myself which really bothered me because that was you got it what I wanted to do that is what I wanted to do more than anything else and I wasn't doing it. And so I took it out on the people that were doing what I wanted to do because I was too afraid to do it. And I hated them for having the courage that I didn't have or and for just finding the way in a way that I hadn't yet. And I would be overly critical of some of the things they would send in. I would nitpick where it didn't even need to be changed at all and I was being overly critical but I was doing it because I just thought I could do a much better job than them and here's the thing guys I've learned it's like you can say all these things and you can look at people's YouTube videos you can look at people's content online and you can be one of those people that is overly critical in the comment section and that will not change that they are doing something that you do not have the courage to do If you do not have the courage to stand up and do the thing that that person is doing, you have no right to (laughs) really criticize them in the way that you are probably criticizing them. Like, of course, as a content consumer, you can help guide the conversation. And if someone is out of line, you should tell them and those sort of things. But if you are criticizing the way that someone creates their work, like maybe not what they're saying exactly, because of course people can give out really bad messages that need to be challenged. But when it comes down to, like I'll post a video sometimes and people will say, oh, this like this transition was wrong or like this font, like you shouldn't use that font anymore. And I'm like, honey, I get it. If you have a channel full of videos that, you know, and you've really tried to do this and like whatever, you can criticize me and we can talk creator to creator. But if you don't have the courage to stand up and try to do something, you should really not be, you know, criticizing the way that someone's doing it. Or I guess you can, but just keep that in mind, you know? And I do this all the time. I watch someone's content or someone doing something like, okay, here's an example. I'm guilty of it, you know? Like I'll see someone online giving a speech or something or a TED talk. This is a good example. I'll watch someone's TED talk and I will sometimes think, wow, that person is not a good public speaker. Or I'll be like, ooh, like this person should really have done it this way or whatever. And then I remember, guys, I have not put out a TED talk. I have not done a TED talk. I don't know what it's like to do one. How much anxiety definitely comes along with that. So I really cannot talk, you know? But maybe you know, me being critical is kind of a gut reaction of me being jealous of that person. Like, think about who you're critical of, who you resent, or who you are mad at, and think about the things that they're doing that you aren't doing. And sometimes you'll kind of circle, you'll underline, you'll redline some things and think, wow, maybe that's something I should do. (laughs) 
because maybe I won't hate them so much if I try it and realize, wow, that is not as easy as I thought. And so I found myself at L'Oreal, kind of going back to that example, hating other freelancers because they had what I could not bring myself to get for myself. I could not bring myself to quit back, you know, months into my job. I was like, I just got here. I can't quit. I I think my resentment and my feelings are just stemming from being overworked or maybe it's just something that I'm going to live with forever. Sometimes when we feel this jealousy, we think, oh, this is just something that comes along with the job or this is just something that everyone is. But like I said earlier, if it's something that, if it's a jealous feeling that keeps coming back and you keep feeling it over and over again about the same person or the same thing, the same type of person, maybe it's something you need to stop and ask yourself, why Why am I doing this? Why am I jealous of this person? Maybe it's because there, my, my inner self is trying to tell me something, tell me that I'm supposed to do something maybe or that I'm supposed to just kind of, I don't know, something needs to happen internally. So kind of going off of this, I stumbled across a Cosmopolitan article from a few years ago that talked directly about envy and how it relates to our careers, just how it really identifies our wants, like I said earlier. So they said jealousy gets a bad reputation because we don't know how to decode it. So we just stew in it and how badly it makes us feel, which I think is really true. We suppress these emotions because they're considered, quote, shameful, But pro tip, if we learn from them, they can actually help us make better choices both on and off the job. They said, think of envy as an unexpected way to figure out what you want, which I thought was very interesting. It really reiterates what I was saying earlier about how it can be, I hate saying that jealousy can be a good thing, but it really can be, but it's only as good as what you do with it. That kind of goes for a lot of things, but it's like, yes, it's it's out here hanging in the air kind of as a way for us to turn it into an action item, a thing that we can do something about. If we just are jealous for the sake of being jealous and just keep doing it over and over again and are, you know, kind of dwelling with that black storm cloud above our heads, that's not productive. That is not a good thing. But if we identify what is making us jealous and make a plan of action to do something about it, that is when it's productive, you know? And so I think there's kind of like a a three-step module we should think of. The first thing we do is admit that you're jealous. Don't justify it saying, oh, they had it coming, or that person's a bitch, or that person's unstable, or just, you know, any of the things that we say to ourselves to make us feel better about how bad we are as a person sometimes i've done it you know we justify that that person deserves it or things like that and that's not true admit that you're jealous that's where it comes it's coming from that's where this energy is coming from step one then step two identify what about this person or what about this thing is making you jealous what is the bingo term in here like the one thing the buzz buzzword in the person's just being that is making you jealous and then third step is make a little plan of action for how you're going to deal with it how you're going to improve yourself in some way and yeah I mean I think it's it kind of sounds like one of those things that really organized people will make a list of like, okay, what are the, I'm picturing like Miranda in Sex in the City with her yellow legal pad, like writing down every person she'd had sex with that she had to call and tell she had chlamydia or whatever in that one episode. But like, you don't have to use a yellow legal pad by any means, but 
however you do it best like make a a tentative little plan of action and actually stick to it that doesn't mean like on the february the 7th i'm going to do this thing it's like realize that okay maybe i'm valuing this person their their body too much you know i feel this sometimes i see this person and i start to convince myself that they're probably unintelligent or that you know i justify them and i'm like oh like you know i'm not jealous of them they're just like this way and i start to get this the the green-eyed monster creeps in people on instagram that i see that have perfect bodies and I am extremely jealous of them. I try to mask it with other emotions, but I have to admit to myself that I'm jealous. I identify that the reason I'm jealous is because they're skinnier than me. And that in itself tells me what I value. Like I value that. And that sucks to admit that to yourself that I really value my body being skinny, you know? And I hate that thought that that's something that's not, if I was to list out my values right now without thinking about what I'm jealous of, I would not have that on the list. I would say healthy or, you know, but I would, but it's just crazy when you are confronted with these things. So when you really sit down, you realize, oh shit, that is not something I, I want for myself. I don't want that for myself. So my plan of action is to, in this case, make sure that values that I'm more proud of for myself you know make those speak louder than this one maybe not so glamorous thing that I apparently value you know you can't control what you're jealous of what you are subconsciously envious of you really can't and it's ugly to admit it it's ugly for me to sit here and admit that I really value skinniness I hate that um but of course it's something I can't control it's something that I I as a person that has struggled with my weight my whole life or just my body image my whole life it's something that really does rear its head you know it's something that I see and I I really take it to heart I take things personally when someone posts something and they look really good I'm like that is a personal jab at me which it isn't and so my action plan with this would be to make sure or, you know, just kind of work on myself. I think there's a lot of things you can do to work on yourself in this regard. Of course, there's people you can talk to professionally that will help you with body image and things like this, especially if it's something really serious. But I also think that a way that I've been working on it personally is just finding things in myself that I value more than that, more than skinniness, more than being fit in those things. And I guess fit is the wrong word, but, and champion those things, make those things speak louder find ways for me to convince myself truthfully not just you know once or superficially but really convince myself that okay maybe I'm not a size zero and I will never be a size zero like this person that I see that I'm jealous of but and this is where it's important don't think about the things that you are that they aren't that is just another way for you to jab someone that doesn't deserve it I think just admitting to yourself, you know, okay, I might not be skinny, but personally, I am really creative. I can make something out of nothing and that is beautiful and I'm going to work on proving to myself that this is what I'm most proud of. This is what I really value and you'd be amazed at how that really does work, you know? And so, yeah, that's kind of jealousy at that from that perspective and all of that, but I did want to address romantic jealousy because I think that that's a huge thing that people experience and I know this episode is going to be long I'm just now realizing I've been talking for 40 minutes but I do want to touch on this before we stop speaking today so in a romantic sense um, I did want to read this message I just got from a follower because I did ask you guys for 
your input on this. So someone said, I've never had this happen to me in a work setting, jealousy, but I do get really jealous over the girls who already have healthy relationships and their dream apartments. It's a jealousy that they got there first, I guess, but I'm not scared to do those things. It's so weird that I have such strong feelings about them. Okay, I really identify with this because I do this too. I see some people, you know, even close friends of mine that just seem to have their life together more (laughs) in some way. Like they have a boyfriend they've had for like seven years. They're really, you know, stable and they don't go out and have one night stands. And like they just, it just seems like they're more together. And I am jealous of their togetherness, if that makes sense. Um, things like that and that I don't think stems from a fear as much as it stems from me just comparing myself and thinking that because I am not a carbon copy of them that my life doesn't look like theirs it's somehow flawed and I think that that has to do with the keeping up with the Joneses mentality, which I mentioned way in the beginning of the episode. My mom loves this phrase. I was asking her about just, or talking to my parents about this topic and it came up and, you know, I was just thinking like, who the fuck are the Joneses? Why do they matter? But, you know, if you've ever heard this phrase, it's an old idiom that refers to comparing yourself to those around you kind of determines your social status and it's kind of the mentality of I used to live in this very suburban neighborhood that's if you know my town you'd be like ah yeah that place is just something because it's like white picket fence type neighborhood where every family is just comparing themselves and trying to outshine the family next to them like a lot of them do um there's some really amazing people that live in that neighborhood still I do want to say but it's something that the whole you know place that I live knows this town is like one of those places and it's like everyone's trying to one-up each other and so keeping up with the Joneses is just like you're trying to keep up with the people in your peripheral and just be as cool or as as have as expensive of things as them and that really motivates us a lot of times and I think we compare ourselves in that way and it really does you guys know I I talk about this a lot it stems from the tribe mentality the evolutionary concept where when we were in the days of having tribes and survival of the fittest and all that it was very important that you kept up with the tribe that you stayed with the group and you were cool enough to be with the group you were strong enough you were fertile enough to stay with the group and if you didn't you'd get left behind you wouldn't you wouldn't survive so it does have to do with the tribe mentality it does have to do with competing to be the alpha of the group of course everyone wants to be the leader everyone wants to be cool and we're kind of taught that with modern tv and movies we all want to be the protagonist we all want to be the hero and we can't all be the hero we just can't that wouldn't be a movie you know and so it's really hard for us to get that into our heads sometimes And there's also another element of jealousy I wanted to read that I was reading about is just jealousy in relationships as it relates to cheating. And like I said, getting jealous of your partner having a good meal without you or like jealous of, you know, when you're with your boyfriend or whatever, him talking to other girls or liking other. This is a big conversation in my friend group of like, is it okay if your boyfriend likes other girls posts that aren't you, but like they could be friends with them but like does it rub you the wrong way like that's a huge narrative here it's like just cheating jealousy in general or your fear that someone's going to cheat on you and you know things like that are just jealous when you're when your boyfriend's spending more time with his friends than you or if he goes to his friends for advice more than you things like that and I've read this thing I was reading this psychological magazine um, and it said 
Quote, imagine that a close friend came to you one day, weeping inconsolably. You ask, what's wrong? Your friend then drops a bombshell. I just found out my boyfriend is cheating on me. How would you respond to this? One way you probably wouldn't respond is to say, why? Most of us get jealousy. Even before we experience it ourselves, we intuitively understand it. And this was interesting to me because every time my friends have been cheated on, which has happened more than I wish it has, like, come on, it's ridiculous, but it happens. Um, You know, you don't always ask, or a lot of times you don't ask why. You sit down with them and you're like, oh, that guy is such an asshole. Or you're like, oh, fuck him. Let's send him, like, we've like literally sent, like, bagged up poop to one of our friend's ex-boyfriends who was just shitty to her. Literally, we delivered shit to his doorstep. <laughs> like, we don't ask why. We're not like, oh, like, what's wrong with you? Like, why did he break up with you? We never say that. We just get it. You know, and it sucks that it's such a common emotion or a common thing that we just get it. We get, you know, whatever. Anyway, why the person is upset. We get why the person's upset. Anyway, I digress. Okay, (laughs) let's just go through a couple of ways to cope with jealousy before I end this episode because I know I've been talking for a very long time about this and I think it's one of those topics that just like needs a lot of speaking to because it is so complex but also so simple at the same time but it takes a lot of words to convince you that this is simple. So ways to cope with jealousy and with your own feelings of jealousy that can feel very ugly coming out of your mouth and in your even in your mind if you don't even speak them out loud their success is not your failure get that into your head okay them succeeding at something is not you failing but it is identifying something that you value that you maybe you didn't even know you valued or that maybe it's something that you can work towards like for me being jealous of the freelancers that i was hiring at l'oreal and now i am one and i understand them i understand that it isn't a walk in the park that i know for certain but also I saw this thing I was jealous of. I sat down, I identified that I'm jealous, that I'm not justifying. Like I am I am just completely jealous of this person. So admit that to yourself, then identify what it is about the person you're jealous of, and then thirdly, make that action plan. And use it to your advantage. That's another thing. You guys know I talked about that earlier. It's like use it to your advantage in identifying your values. And going from there, whether or not you need to kind of trim up your values and reformat them a bit and just kind of reprioritize things. Um, Learn when to listen to people and when to unfollow them if it's making you really that upset. Um, But just, you know, like I said, admit, identify, make a plan and just know that, like I said in the last episode of this podcast, comparing your beginning to someone's middle, you know, of their journey can be inspiring but also extremely toxic if you don't remind yourself constantly that you have time okay you have time to get there you have time to work on yourself to the point where you can get there it's not going to happen overnight most times it won't and it's okay as long as you're just doing something about it i think stewing in your jealousy in your in your just um in your envy in those feelings of I want what they have, but I'm too afraid to or whatever. Stewing in that is not productive, okay? But making the action plan, even if it's just like, I'm gonna, you know, try this or I'm gonna maybe stop comparing myself and stop getting mad and angry and just do it, you know? Or maybe it's when in a relationship sense, just knowing when to 
take a step back and realize, wait, is this what I value? Is this who I am? Is this me? This green-eyed monster is not me. It's not me. This is turning me into someone that is not me. And constantly take a step back and realize that and try to refrain from talking shit. It's very easy to, especially when you're jealous of someone, talk shit about that person to your friends or do whatever it does or whatever you have to do to make yourself feel better about it, which oftentimes is talking shit or just talking shit to yourself about that person. I don't know. Avoid doing that, please, because it's not productive. That person probably doesn't even care or know that you're doing that. They're just living their life doing what you want to be doing most of the time and have no care in the world about how you feel about it. And that's that's life. So like I said, those three steps are important. And overall, just know it is something that everyone experiences and it can be used to our advantage if we go about it the right way. So Okay, that is my episode. I know it's been long today. I think it makes up for the times where I didn't talk enough on the podcast. I try to do 45 minutes an episode, but I have to remind myself it's only me sitting here. I'm not having a conversation with someone. Well, I am with you, but I can't hear what you're saying. So I always just hope that everyone is like nodding their head like, yeah, this makes sense. Um, So anyway, I will talk to you guys all in my next episode. Thank you for listening and I hope you guys are all well. Bye.